Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Season two of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free today, visit and.co. That's A-N-D dot C-O. Season two is also supported by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks per year by visiting audioblocks.com slash founders. That's audioblocks.com slash founders with an S. Now enjoy this episode of Freelance to Founder, brought to you by Milo. And remember, unless you're completely single and have no other encumbrances, there are other people that depend on you. So you need to explain what you're doing to your partner, to, you know, maybe even to your kids, if you have kids and you're doing this. Um, Maybe, maybe not, right? Depends on your relationship. But it's important to recognize that your impact is, is greater than you realize. For Milo, I'm Brandon Hall, and this is Freelance to Founder. I'm also one of about 14,000 people who follow Phil Gerbyshack on Twitter. Now, before Twitter, though, we'd been friends for about 10 years, so I've watched firsthand as Phil has walked the path from freelancer to founder. And yet, after all these years, we've actually never met in person. Phil's story, though, is a unique one. In this episode, you're going to learn about some of the ins and outs of becoming a corporate trainer and a public speaker and a personal coach. Now, typically, one does not just decide to become a corporate trainer. That industry is a machine, and there are expectations about your background and norms about how you sell yourself. Phil breaks all of those rules and has succeeded anyway. Today, Phil is one of several co-founders with Vengresso, a social sales training agency based in the state of Maryland in the U.S. Earlier in his career, he wasn't the top salesperson at Xerox. He didn't set sales records at IBM, but he did thrive with the web. And in the earliest days of social media, he was able to leverage numerous networks to connect with others and build a strong reputation. But as we've done in many of our episodes, we'd like to take you back to the beginning to get a feel for how Phil got started. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro 
pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Let's, let's go way back, man, because I'm from a little itty-bitty town in northern Wisconsin that nobody's ever heard of called Crivets. Little town of 996 people. Uh, my my uh, sophomore year, I got in a car accident. I broke my shoulder in 12 place, my leg in six, and at the time thought I was going to pitch professional baseball. I mean, I had an 85, 90-mile-an-hour heater when I was 15, 16 years old. So that was that was what I thought, man. That was that was the whole life that I planned. And then I spent a summer in a wheelchair and realized, boy, that's never going to happen. I had an eighth grade guidance counselor who told me that I should take easy math because I was going to work at the gas station my whole life. Junior year, I decided that I was going to go in the military because, again, being from a little town, there's a, there's two ways out. You either go to college or you go in the military. Otherwise, you're stuck. So I went in the Navy and delivered an email by hand. So, um, yeah, so that, that that was my reality, bro, until 96 when I got out of the Navy and I, we had a T1 line at the college. So I went to UW-Milwaukee. I had a, we had a T1 line at the school and I saw these things called web pages and I thought, hey, I could build one of those. So I built a web page. So Phil leaves the Navy, heads off to college, and he builds a web page. And it's a doozy, let me tell you. It still exists. You can check it out at www.angelfire.com slash PQ slash Phil G-E-E. It's something else. But college didn't work out for Phil. He drops out, goes to work for an internet service provider selling internet access via DSL. Though he did well with that, he learned quickly that DSL wasn't the future, and he became a stockbroker. That led to a unique role with the company that opened up his future. So I, I did that, um, and then they moved me from there because I got tech again to the online trading department. 
And so that was fun. I did that. Um, that's where I got introduced to blogs. That's where I first uh, read Seth Godin, Tim Sanders, um, Steve Farber, Tom Peters, because we had strong universities. So we had um, every Monday we had someone come in either for the Monday morning sales call or and or someone would come in after and we would get to talk to them and get to learn from them. So I met Michael Gelb. I got to see Seth and uh, Tim Sanders on VHS tape because we recorded them all. And uh, yeah, so it really kind of fostered my love of learning. And then I would get people uh, that would ask me questions because I would watch these and we had a we had an on, on-site librarian. Her name was Tammy O'Connell. She was phenomenal. She would find anything you wanted. So it went from me being a human distribution list to my being the human search engine. The human search engine is an awesome nickname, isn't it? I should tell you, though, at this point in the story, Phil had made the decision to go back to school while also enjoying these career pursuits. This turn in the story is important, though, to learn the lessons that Phil's path to founder teaches later in the episode. As Phil devoured the web, he was intrigued by marketing guru Seth Godin and his daily writing at typepad.com, and he determined to do the same. So Phil starts writing online, and writing, and writing, and writing. He started his own blog, and he shared his thoughts wherever else he could online on topics like using the internet, improving your attitude, getting maximum results in your work, and honestly, a host of cliche topics like that. But why do I say cliche topics? I'll let Phil tell you. Um, I got, you know, challenged by some folks to, to share even more of what I had. And then I'll never forget, man, David Zinger, who's to this day still a good friend of mine. David says, dude, will you stop regurgitating what everybody else says and just tell me what Phil says? Because that's what I want. And he challenged me. He said, what do you think? And so I started writing what I thought. And then eventually um, I moved, you know, I I moved my stuff to TypePad. I started really taking it seriously started teaching people how to do what I was doing. I started speaking at events. And then in in 2008, I gave my two-year notice in corporate America. And uh, so I I was responsible then for the complete transformation of our IT department along with some help, um, as well as finding my replacement, as well as doing my day job, which was really six or eight different jobs. And I left in 2010 to go out and do my own thing, to teach what I thought at the time, honestly, was going to be management consulting. Because that was my blog. I wrote, you know, I wrote Slacker Manager actually with David Singer. Um, I'd I'd, uh, written a book uh, still available called Help Desk Managers Crash Course, Service Desk Managers Crash Course. I thought management leadership was going to be my jam. And I still have a big heart for leadership. I think it's so, so important and so often done wrong. But uh, I thought that's what it was going to be. And then people started coming to me like, hey, man, can you teach me how to use LinkedIn? And I've been teaching people for free, my financial advisor. I just thought, well, it's just any old website. Well, it's not because you have to, you know, the sales principles that I've learned so many years before were so important. And so they wanted to learn that in addition to the website. They wanted to learn, how do I approach people? Well, it seems so natural, Phil, that you just talk to people. How do you do that? And for the longest time, I'm like, I don't know, I just do. Well, 
then I thought about it, and I'd write about it and think about it. And so it's been a, a crazy journey. It doesn't look anything like I thought it would look like. Um, it's you know social selling training, digital selling training, um, you know sales training, if you will, mindset. You know, there's there's three pieces now that I teach. It's mindset, which still people don't get, and that's the give first before you get. And I learned that from Bob Berg early, early on, Zig Ziglar early, early on. Um, then it's the the um, skill set that's important too, right? You have the skill of having a conversation, the skill of listening, which can be you know sharpened. And then the tool set. What are the tools? And that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, email, podcasts, videos, whatever that is, which is ever evolving. But when you put all three of those together. It's almost like in Ghostbusters when they combine all of their lasers. Yeah, all the streams, that's where you get the most power. And if you only focus on one of them, you're not nearly as powerful as if you focus on all three of those. And so few people do that because they want a shortcut. They don't want strategy. They don't, they just want to teach me tactics, teach me tactics. How do I use LinkedIn? That's not it. It's all of those things. We all need to be challenged. That's where the growth comes. I like what Phil shares about the three skills you need to be successful. Mindset, where you give first before you get. Skill set, the skills of listening, the skill of starting a conversation with somebody. And tool set, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, blogs, podcasts. But I want to pause for just a minute to share a reality in Phil's story that maybe you can relate to. It wasn't all roses. Phil worked hard during the day these final two years in the corporate world while toiling at developing a personal brand at night. And while he did author his first book, 10 Ways to Make It Great, it took its toll. You know, at the time I was married, um, she, the, the woman that I was married to uh, certainly got neglected. Um, we ended up getting divorced because um, in 2006, when I published my first book, um, she told me that nobody will ever get paid to be a professional, you know, that nobody gets paid to be a speaker. Authors don't make any money. Um, she didn't even read my book until later in 2007 when she came to me one February morning and said, so, hey, guess what? I finally read your book. I'm like, hey, that, that's great. That's great. So what'd you think? She goes, well, I decided that I want to make it great, too. Oh, good, good. So what what does that mean? She goes, well, I'm tired of settling for nice. And by my wanting to make a great, I want a divorce. Have a great day. She left for work. So yeah, man. So it, it was it was tough. And, and so then it turned from, holy crap, my book works to, oh my God, I'm getting a divorce. Season 2 of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. With Andco, you can create contracts, send invoices, track time, manage your expenses, and get paid online quickly and simply just by connecting your bank account. The best part of Andco is getting paired with a chief operator, a real human being who's there to help whenever you have questions about your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free today, visit and.co. That's and.co. 
Season 2 is also sponsored by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks per year. Plus, they'll throw in access to their very popular stock video site, Videoblocks, absolutely free. It's all part of their creator-to-creator offer going on right now for a limited time. To grab this offer before it's gone, visit audioblocks.com founders. That's audioblocks.com founders with an S. Now, enjoy the rest of this episode of Freelance to Founder. Your book works, dude. Let's get divorced. Yeah. Phil's divorce taught him some hard lessons that he used as fuel to energize the next phase of his life. He had doubts, sure, we all do, but he kept his goals firmly in mind. I then moved to writing just as kind of an outlet. There's still trepidation. Let's, you know, just being honest, right? There's still trepidation. I'm still like, really? I mean, I, because I read a lot. I'm a voracious reader. I've still probably got, I don't know, probably 500 blogs that I read frequently. I read, you know, I'm looking at my bookshelf now. I've got probably 50 sales books within five feet of my desk. Um, I still won't worry about that. I still, you know, I still suffer from some of that imposter syndrome. Like, really? Like, why does anybody want to hear from me? And, and I realize anybody that, you know, that hears this should have some trepidation about that because it makes you better, it makes you stronger, and it makes you realize that, huh, oh, okay, I really need to put everything I have into this. I mean, you know, this interview, Brandon, I'm doing my best to give you every, absolutely everything I got. But of course, man, there's still trepidation of like, who the heck's going to listen to this? Who cares? Like, it's just me. And then, you know, then the smart side of me wises up and says, okay, well, why not me? Why, why not share my message? Why, why do, why not have people listen in? And the thing is, is that the reason I think I firmly believe the reason we have our stories is because someone else needs to hear them. That's the reason we live, man. It's to connect to others in the best way that we can. And that's by being real. It's by being vulnerable, right? The authenticity word is too often bandied about as, oh, just be your whole self. No, no, hold on, back up. Let's be honest. It's not about authenticity because people do not want to hear that you spend six hours a day scratching your butt. That's not what they want to hear, but they do want you to be vulnerable and talk about some of the struggles that you've had and some of the challenges that you've had and then how you've overcome that and how you've been a better person because you know when i when i quit that job as a as a dsl sales guy i was scared for my life man i i really i had no idea really being a stockbroker i come from a town of 896 people only rich people have stock portfolios i had no idea what the heck i was getting myself into i still don't like, and that's 20 years ago, right? I still don't think I knew what I was getting myself into, and I think that's okay. So, yeah, definitely some trepidation then. Still some trepidation now, no doubt about it. There are some really good life lessons here from Phil Gerbyshack. Why not me? Why not you? As Phil looked ahead towards working for himself, he still wrote. He still coached people to use the web more effectively. And he did his best to keep a buffer between his day job and his freelance pursuit, though he was sharing transparently with his boss what he was up to. 
my boss always said, you know, don't do it at work, don't let it affect your work, and don't ever mention her name. And that's really why I started my company. That's why I started everything because I on LinkedIn, LinkedIn used to require a company name and I would put regional financial services company. And people would be like, well, which one? Well, I so then I'd have to tell them and then, you know, I'd be like, oh, I really can't say. And so then I just came up with my own company name. So I just incorporated Make a Great Institute and it just seemed to make sense. And so there it was. The time would come when Phil would leave that job. He packs up his things and moves to sunny Florida, a far cry from Krivitz, Wisconsin. Ultimately, he forges ahead on his own. So what immediate lessons does he have for anyone who thinks they're ready to jump out on their own as a speaker or trainer? As much as you can, make a plan and then be flexible that it's going to flex and bend like a willow tree. That's the first thing that I would say, you know, build those multiple streams of income. Um, Know that um, few people make money only speaking. Few people make money only doing one thing unless you have a corporate job. You know, I had a uh, time about a year ago where I had 40 cents left in my bank account where I was like, what in the heck am I doing? Yeah, um, that thankfully, obviously, I've rebounded from. I'm not living on the streets, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely speed bumps. And the business has twisted and turned and done very strange things. Um, I, a lot of stuff I couldn't anticipate. A lot of things um, I, I likely have yet to anticipate. Um, I don't... It's not straight line. Some days really suck and some days are really great and I'm thankful for all of them. Think about your highest value things and then be flexible enough to say that some months, even though you outsourced that stuff before, you might need to bring it back inside because cash flow is tight. So be willing, you know, have times where you bootstrap um, and, and also keep as much as you can saved for a rainy day because you never know what's going to happen and be willing to be flexible on the value you bring and the price you charge because some people you may want to price less and some you may want to price more i'm not telling you to price weirdly on your website but i am saying if have the forethought to recognize that there are some people that you just want to work with that you might charge a little bit less and there are some people that you don't want to work with, but you need the money, so you might need to charge them a PETA charge, right? A pain in the butt charge. And that's okay. Whew. Yeah, well, I, I think the first thing is I, I, I know about what my monthly nut is that I have to make in order to get to it. That's the first thing. Um, I don't spend a lot of money on a lot of extra things. I'm fairly, you know, fairly frugal. I do have a, a weakness for food. There's no question about it. So I, I, I would say probably my dining out expense is probably my biggest expense. But I, I also look at that and budget some of that in. Um, I, you know, to, truth be told, you know, I also have a fantastic girlfriend that helps me budget, that keeps me on track. Um, that is truly, um, she's she's a big blessing to me. Um, so that helps. And then, frankly, I try to stay a month ahead. Um, and that, that for some, they might say, well, why aren't you six months ahead? The truth is, you know, if I could be, I would be. Um, there are some months that, you know, just being a day ahead is great. And some months where, you know, I've, I've had months where I've gotten six months ahead. Um, it's a fluid thing. It's a transition. 
all the time. So you have to be willing to surf it out and believe in yourself and recognize that some days are better than others. And sometimes cash flow is great. And so sometimes you sometimes take some business that you don't love to get to the things you do because anybody who says that, oh, I work for myself because I only want to do things that I love, they're lying. That's not possible. I mean, I get to do more of what I love for sure, but I don't love sending invoices. I don't love talking to my accountant. I don't love doing websites uh, for myself. I don't love writing copy and email sequences for myself. Now, for my clients, it's a lot of fun, but for myself, it's one of those things where I have to say, well, if I'm going to eat this month, I got to do this. I got to pick up the phone. I got to I got to email people. I got to get in touch with them. I got to you know, ask, ask for some business. And frankly, I've been really fortunate that most of my business is actually referral business. Stuff comes to me. Um, I work really, really, really hard for my clients uh, to keep them happy. And sometimes, though I screw up, I'm thankful that they give me grace and that we work through it and then we make it better. We talked about before how, you know, it's mindset, it's skill set, and it's tool set. Well, here's the thing. The biggest mindset that you can have is one of solution orientation, of growth mindedness. You know, if you read Carol Dweck's book, she is all about that. She, she talks about that often. So I would say that's so darn important that you have to be flexible to that. So absolutely um, don't, you know, the skill set, you can learn the skill set, the tools, I promise you will change. If 10 years ago, you'd have told me that Twitter was going to be a big thing and then it was going to die and then the president was going to resuscitate it, I'd have said, what in the heck are you talking about, man? No chance. I mean, that Facebook was going to cross a billion users? No, come on. No, that's not going to happen. MySpace is where it's at, man. Well, that's not true. And that's an introduction to Phil Gerbyshack of Vengresso. Phil banded together just within the last few weeks with six other experienced business leaders to start that firm. And if you're wanting to learn more about how to succeed with actually selling your services via social media, go ahead and visit them at vengresso.com. V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O.com. You'll see a notice about an upcoming virtual boot camp they're putting on in the near future if you visit their blog. Now remember, you can subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast listening app and by visiting us at FreelanceToFounder.com. If you enjoyed this story, I hope you'll do one more thing. Will you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Ratings and reviews are also the way other freelancers find the show on iTunes, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening. For Millo, I'm Brandon Hull. Join us next time. <laughs>